Welcome, everybody. This is the U.S. Grace Force Podcast. I'm Doug Berry, along with my very good friend, the most amazing, Father Richard Heilman. <laughs> that was my choice of words, not his. <laughs> uh, and our guest tonight is a good friend of ours, Dan Schneider. He's going to share with us some amazing diabolical information. How in the world do we deal with the diabolical constantly twisting and manipulating and tormenting and throwing so much fear down the throats of so many people today. So we're going to get into that in just a little bit. I want to turn everything over to prayer first and foremost. And Father, I leave that to your priestly hands. All right. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Father. And before we get started here, we always have to thank everybody out there who's been such a tremendous help and a great support to what we do here at the U.S. Grace Force. Your prayers are phenomenal. Again, we thank you so much for that. Please keep them coming. There's a lot happening in the world right now, and you help shore us up and keep us going in this, this mission, this effort. Also, we want to thank everybody out there who supports us with the Patreon program. You are phenomenal. And we thank you very much for that. If anybody's interested in joining in that financial support of the U.S. Grace Force, you can click the link in the description below and go on out, pray about it, take a look at it, and consider a regular support uh, sort of way to help, again, shore us up and keep us moving forward in this mission. Also, don't forget to go out. I say this every week. Check out the U.S. Grace Force gear page. Great stuff out there. I am wearing tonight the official – oh, got to get the camera shot here – the Rebellion to Tyrants is Obedience to God design. We have several different designs out there. I kneel for God alone. Say goodnight, Gracie, which is one of our favorites. Gracie, of course, father's dog, mascot of the U.S. Grace Force. So go on out, take a look. Uh, the dogma speaks, lives loudly within me is another one. A lot of great stuff out there, and it supports the work that we do. And you send a great message to the world. So please check that out. Our guest tonight is a friend of the U.S. Grace Force podcast, personal friend of mine, and I know of father's as well, Dan Schneider. He is in a hidden location. We can't say where he is. Uh, the enemies of truth are after him at all times. <laughs> we want to keep him safe. And there's that's actually I, 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 there's some truth to what I just said. So we gotta we gotta pray for Dan. Dan, you're involved in a very unique type of ministry work, and I know we're going to get into that a little bit here. Um, Father, I'll let you do the official because you are, of course, the head of this U.S. Grace Force mission. Well, Dan's been on our uh, podcast several times, and I know, Dan, you've been involved uh, with Father Ripperger, too, and, and a lot of work with um, helping uh, people to understand, you know, what the devil's up to. And also, uh, I've been very intrigued with what you've been doing. Is, is it Cristo Libra? Uh, Libra Cristo. Mm -hmm. Libra Cristo, that's it. I'm sorry. I don't have it in front of me. And I actually have a group in my parish that is very dynamic and, and very hot after that, working on that as well. And I've, I've been joining them lately too. COVID kind of uh, threw us off track for a little bit, but uh, but it, it, it's really um, the way I understand it is, and you you obviously put it better than I do, but it's almost like um, you're a paramedic in the field and, and you're diagnosing, you know, uh, a particular situation of someone who's oppressed yeah. or something like that. Is that yeah. correct? Right, right, Father. You know, every special forces team has a different, they got their explosive experts. Uh, they've right. also got their medical expert. Libra Cristo is there to provide service uh, and training and assistance to priests and working in the ministry of deliverance and exorcism. So, so there are lay people and deacons that are that are that want to uh, 
do do the good work of God that are called to do this this otherwise dirty job uh, um, to help those who are truly um, the most afflicted. They are the poorest of the poor among us uh, spiritually. When you know when you begin to you know what's what you when you begin to interrogate <clears throat> the enemy, so to speak, is with what we do, talking to people who are afflicted, doing intakes, working them through their their afflictions, helping them get out of their afflictions, preparing them for for prayer, whether it's minor exorcism or, or solemn exorcism. So the, the protocol that, that Father has developed is Liber Cristo helps execute that protocol and, and teach other people how to do it. I've just actually, really yeah, yeah, I've just finished a manual. Uh, um, I'm about 95% done um, of, of, of a manual kind of outlining the entire um, schema of what we do. So oh, nice. hopefully I can get a little free time in, in space. I hope to get that finished the next few nice. weeks and see how it goes. Yeah. Hey. Dan, just for the uh, for for the uh, individual who's not familiar with Latin, Liber Cristo means what? Yeah, is Yeah, um, it was it was left deliberately vague by Kyle Clements, whose father's right hand man and case coordinator. It, you know, it means uh, freedom in Christ, through Christ, for Christ, by Christ. Um, so it's kind of vague in Latin. It means freedom, freedom in Christ, finding yeah. your freedom through, through through Jesus Christ, and and you know we define freedom. Uh, um, liberation, um, you know, we, this, you know, scripture talks about freedom from, but freedom for union with God. The goal and, and many other modalities that do this, this ministry, um, the goal is often to just get people free of demons um, so that they can sleep, they can, right. they won't, you know, they don't have the affliction, the torment, but, but the, the goal, true Catholic liberation is reconciliation with God the Father through Jesus Christ, and that can only happen for Catholics through the sacraments. So it's reconciling souls back to God, the father through the sacraments. Um, And Jesus Christ is the center, but it's gotta be in and through the church. And so we, we involve the medical models, how we developed it. You know, you have the exorcist is your, your specialist, your parish priest is your, your, your general practitioner. You know, I, I am a nurse. I'm nurse ratchet. I tell them, look, I don't care. I'm nurse ratchet. I say no cigarettes. You know what I mean? You remember nurse ratchet from, yeah. Yeah, so you know, I'm just grinding, making sure that they're doing the legwork um, to do the set prayers. The late team members are, are are like nurses or nurse practitioners that are there to assist the doctors in their way. Ultimately, liberation. We've used this protocol now for a couple of years, and and the discipline of prayer. What we're finding is the discipline of the imposition of order and structured yeah. prayer. Is, is equally effective in driving out the diabolic as the prayers themselves. So yep. the imposition of order, just that alone, yes. drives, drives out the, a, a large majority of, the, of, the, of those that are afflicted. They, they find liberation just by returning, removing the obstacles to grace, um, returning fully to the sacraments, and live their Catholic faith. They take all the pagan objects out of their homes. They take all the pagan idolatry that's still stuck in their hearts. And you get them to live their Catholic faith, making good, solid, regular confessions, ordering their prayer, life to prayer, having a mental prayer, having custody of the intellect, control of your interior self to stop the diabolic projections, to recognize the talking snake when when he comes around. You know, it takes sometimes takes several months or even longer years, but what we're finding is this pattern really works. There's, there's a, I, I can tell you right now, there's, there's a case um, 
on the on the East Coast where there was a someone who had was was a victim of satanic ritual abuse for 17 years. They the, the church worked various different modalities and they tried everything. Nothing worked. After one year of putting this person on the protocol, the demon lifted after one year and 17 years of affliction of a case that was that was a that was um, that brought about by satanic ritual abuse. And uh, you know we have a, we have a medical doctor who's also a psychiatrist that worked that case. Uh, and give, can give you more knowledge on, on how that went down. But the imposition of order is what weakens the enemy. You're ordering your life to prayer. I, I, I pray the Eucharistic prayer uh, one, uh, which is the, the original canon of the Mass, and, and uh, I, I haven't deviated that. My, one of my favorite lines, if, if, well, of course, consecration would be the favorite, but uh, just before the consecration, we pray, order our days in your peace. Yeah. Order our days in your peace. And then the next line is like, uh, subject us not to the devil or something. Uh, but order our days in your peace. I, I always slow down right there. Uh, order our days in your peace. Uh, because, uh, you know, we could do a whole show on that. Is yeah. diabolical is all disorder. It's chaos. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and uh, when you're in uh, the peace of the Holy Spirit, when you're in the power of God, order come, comes into your life. And it's, it's just, it's beautiful. Right? right? Yeah, exactly. And specifically men, even though I would say the bulk of the cases uh, are women for various reasons you can speculate about. They're more vulnerable on many levels. Um, but men in particular, because I know this show appeals to, to uh, you know, to, to men, especially men need ritual. They need order. They need discipline. Right. Yeah, and they need fraternity. These are the yep. things that men need. And, and the imposition of order is very effective. Um, you know, the enemy, find, you know, when when you when you you know i was had a front front seat view of the of the largest tank battle the last and largest tank battle in human history um in in, in the gulf war and the first the first people that the any military any time period the first ones they send out are skir we call them skirmishers or light infantry they'll send these guys out to disrupt the, the enemy's um formations that cause diversions these other things the enemy always seems to send one one major skirmisher on the battlefield is is the is the demon of, of asadia you're very familiar with this father it's oh, sure. the noonday devil yeah it's i wrote about sloth, it right if you're a priest you know this because you get hit with this on a regular basis that's yeah. the one that comes around and says ah, it's your day off father you don't need to say mass today <laughs> day off you know, yeah. um, it militates again. Which, by the way, I, I say mass on my day on my day off. I I didn't probably the first half of my priesthood, but yeah, yeah I, I said yeah. no, I'm going to do it on my day off. So right, but so because you're commanded by canon law to, right? I mean, right, 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 right. so 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 it, it, this 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 asadi or spiritual sloth is is one of the first skirmishers in the battle, and so what we're seeing by the imposition of order, set prayers at 6, 12, and 6 every day. Never miss. It drives those skirmishers out to help you get to what's really going on behind the scenes. Right. And at the same time, by imposing order, people just don't come and say, well, I'm, I'm afflicted. I used to be a Satanist, so I just, but I don't want to do it anymore, so make me better so I can go about my life. It forces the will. There has to be an engagement of the will. Um, so, you know, you can't be ultimately... All liberation, even exorcism, is self-liberation in the sense that your will has to say, I've had enough. I want to be free. And so, yeah. and so you can't just be a passive. You weren't a passive participant. It brought evil into your life. You're not going to be passive to, bring him, to, to get him out of your life. You have to be active. Right. And part of that is fully engaging into 
the great weapons that, and resources we have as Roman Catholics. Incredible. And we lay them aside. We lose. We don't pray the rosary. We don't have devotion. You know, we, we, we don't we don't pray the Angelus. We don't go to daily mass. We don't go to confession except for once or twice a year. and We feel bad. We have all the weapons we need to defeat the enemy. But we're walking into battle up against an enemy tank with a stick in our hand. Right. Or better yet, the enemy's out there with a stick in his hand. We get out of our M1 Abrams and we walk across the battlefield to try to fight him hand to hand combat. We're not going to win that way. We have the weapons of the church with us. We got to tap into that. And this is what this protocol of Libra Cristo does. Dan, um, obviously, as people see the title there, No Fear, Improvise, Adapt, Overcome. Uh, We want to get into a lot of what's happening in our society, in our church, uh, secular world, and so forth, where there are a lot of people who are so paralyzed by fear. Yeah. and how fear is being used. And it's even turning people against each other, even in, in the Catholic world, good Catholics or so forth. You can, you know, you can say we're yeah. seeing, are, are starting to feed off each other. You know, we've seen attacks against certain priests out there, like, like Father Altman or, you know, even Father Heilman has been thrown in Facebook jail so many times. You know, he's got medals. Someone created a, uh, someone did a Photoshop of him standing there with a chest full of medals for all the time <laughs> thrown in, in Facebook jail. But, before we get into that subject, you talked about affliction at the beginning, and we talk a lot, you and I and, and Father, and we've had these conversations before on and off camera um, about uh, the afflictions and the, the portals, the doorways, the openings that, that kind of create those moments and so forth, and even, even the ones that people don't, of their own, of their own design, try to, to bring upon themselves. Can you detail a bit more the afflictions um, what are people going through? What does this look like when Libra Cristo or other exorcists out there come upon people who are struggling with afflictions of different kinds, different types? It's not always things flying around the room, though that, that is part of That does happen at times. But what other things are people feeling uh, that yeah. would define this affliction? Well, you know, we did, we did the church designation between oppression, obsession, and possession. So there's three layers or levels of diabolic affliction, of extraordinary diabolic affliction. The ordinary, uh, or the ordinary uh, activity of the enemy is um, um, temptation, and I use the phrase vexation. Different different people use that word differently in the exorcism community, but vexation is is really just a heightened a way of saying a heightened temptation. We're all we're all tempted to be impatient, but then all of a sudden something happens, and and you just blow your stack or you have to get a little fight with your wife or something. It just, and you look back and it was completely disproportionate. It's still a temptation, but it's kind of a heightened temptation. So temptation is the ordinary means that the enemy works, but extraordinary, the lower levels are obsession or oppression, obsession, and possession. And the enemy begins to work as you grow near possession, the enemy becomes more and more interior to the person. So it becomes more operant in the interiority of the individual at the higher, once you get to mid-level obsession into possession, the enemy is on the inside, he's inside the wire, as we say in, in the military, he's, he's inside their, their perimeter. Most people are at the oppression level and they finally, God is allow, God allows this um, so that they'll come to, they'll come to conversion to metanoia, they'll reach out in repentance and come to the church for help. So God we, will even allow the affliction so that they can uh, seek help. That's oftentimes why he does. God is always in charge. God is always 100% knows exactly what's going on, but he allows these afflictions to take place. Sometimes it's, you know, sleeplessness, wake up calls in the middle of night, three in the morning is a very popular time. Um, 
you know, there's, there's even crossing into the body. Sometimes we've seen, we've seen all sorts of stuff, but the normal is what begins, what begins with, um, usually it's mortal sin. I can just tell you I was a fighter and the one, two punch that seems to take most people, most people down is a combination of a violation of the first commandment and then the commission, the committing of some mortal sin, you know, so, so, um, violation of the first commandment, somebody who, who, who's practicing yoga on a regular basis because they, they want to have a baby and they can't have a baby. Then they commit some grave mortal sin, you know, in vitro fertilization or, or an abortion or, or they go to a prostitute, um, you know, some grave bodily sin, often sexual sin. There seems to be always some sexual deviancy involved. Um, particularly in cases of possession, but but you see this combination. That's that is common for the big ones, but what's often in lower level stuff that is very common that really affects most of the listeners here um, and the viewers is is low level oppression that is brought about from a psychological obsession. So you can develop. This is why it's so important to have a. a, a a stable interior life because a, 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 a disordered interiority projects right through a psychological obsession it projects a vulnerability it projects a certain vulnerability um, and that vulnerability attracts the diabolic so the psychological obsession over a child that has left the church and not getting married in church and won't baptize their grandkids over a divorce over some hurt or injury some psychological obsession also can open up the door to a diabolic oppression. That's why it's very, very important to constantly stay on your interior life, guarded in prayer uh, and, and, and stay in the sacraments. And of course, the main thing is, the main protection we have from the evil one is the shield of the sacraments. You gotta stay in the state of grace. If you're not in a state of grace, there's nothing, nothing um, that really anyone can do. You're on your own. You're, you have stepped completely out of God's protection. God in his mercy will still allow certain things and not allow others, but nonetheless, Staying in a state of grace is the most important thing to avoid spiritual affliction. Dan, if I can go back on just real quick, um, before I know Father's got, he wants to chime in here too on this. I mean, this is incredibly interesting. And a lot of people, like you said, viewers and listeners, everybody can relate to a lot of what you just said. The blowing your stack when you get impatient in a relationship, you know, your, your spouse, your kids, your siblings, or, you know, I'm sure, Father, you could attest that, you know, priests do it sometimes too. There's a moment where something just, boom, hits you. Um, but when you talk about the psychological obsession and you mentioned, you know, like being uh, excessively concerned about a child who's left the church, you won't get baptized, baptize your kids in the church and so forth. A lot of people might look at that as, no, I'm just deeply concerned and I'm really worried for them. Right. Um, you're saying that the enemy can use a, a genuine, sincere concern yeah. and, and, and move it towards an obsession that can, then weaken the individual and allow them to lose some sort of uh, some sort of order of their interior. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, so picture a couple of things, a couple of images. One is you're watching the, the Discovery Channel and you see the the African uh, um, herd of wildebeest and you see the lion there, and the lion is watching this entire herd. Now that lion could take any one of those wildebeest that he wants. He's that much greater uh, of a creature. But he only normally goes out and he's, there's always one in the back that's kind of limping, that's straggling from the pack. That's the vulnerable one. That's the one that he goes after. So it's similar when I was a, when I was a helicopter pilot. You know, when, 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 the enemy, when the enemy was barreling down on some, on some of our good guys or, the, or our good guys want, to, want us to bring, bring in some firepower from a Cobra or an Apache to the position or extract them with one of a Black Hawk or a Huey, 
what what the end what, what we would tell them is okay pop pop purple smoke right so they'll pop smoke on the battlefield to let us know their position this is this is long before electronic devices and so we know their position we know where they're going but so does the enemy that purple smoke spreads throughout the area and it draws them maybe a better analogy is in in, in the southwest there the ranchers uh, will hunt coyotes because the coyotes will decimate the, the livestock population, the big game population. They'll, they'll wait for an elk, they'll follow a, pre a pregnant elk and they'll wait till the, she's most vulnerable giving birth to the calves and then the herd will attack the elk and, and decimate, you know, take out the, the, take out the game, the game population, et cetera. So what, 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 the, what the ranchers will do is hunt coyotes, which is legal. And so what they'll do is they'll, they'll, they'll get sounds They'll get it. You can get it. You can get it in the app store. It's the sound. It's, it's for hunting coyotes. The sound of a dying rabbit, the sound of a, of a wounded puppy, right? The sound of, of a wounded chicken. And it's these most awful sounds and cries. And they'll play that sound and the coyotes will override their instincts and out of their bloodthirst come right into the camp and get shot and killed. Because they, that, that sound of woundedness is what attracts them. Well, the demon, the demon works in the same way as a predator. When, we're, when, when, you know, when you say, I am so worried about my son, my daughter, my wife, my brother, all I do is pray. You can't do both. That worry and prayer can't occupy the same space. And to the extent that you let worry project, you're projecting the sound of a dying rabbit and you're attracting them. Yes, God hears that prayer, but that psychological obsession is projecting the sound of a wounded puppy and that's going to attract the predator. And so, so that, that, is, that emotionality is absolutely critical to get under control and you do it through an act of the, an intellectual act that controls the will and pushes it away. And you, and you in an act of faith, you have to trust God and turn it over and surrender and even offer up your suffering for the soul that you're worried about. That is way more effective. I offer my suffering up for this person much more effective than I'm just going to sit and worry about them all day and, and then well, break and eat a, and eat a jar of, 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 uh, of cookies, you know? That is so good. Dan, you, that is so good to hear. I'm sorry, Father, real quick. That is so good to hear for any parent out there. Dan, you and I as parents know one of our biggest concerns is that our children are going to drift from the faith. And I've had so many, my 30 some years of traveling and speaking, it's one of the number one questions. The number one question is always women saying, what do I do about my husband? I want him to be the spiritual warrior right. and leader of the family. But one of the other top three, four questions is my son or my daughter in the faith. And they get, and the emotion just pours out right there at the, you know, at the table in the back of the church or the conference where I'm speaking yeah. and trying to get that emotion in check so that we are trusting in God, doing what we can, offering our prayers. And I love what you said. I want to reemphasize this. Prayer and worry cannot occupy the same space. God does not want us to worry, but he does want us to be dedicated and committed and own our responsibility to pray and then sacrifice. Yeah. But you're saying we've got to keep this in an in, in a, in a ordered fashion so that our emotions don't dominate because when we get over-emotional, you're saying that's when the demons, it's like the wounded rabbit or wounded puppy, yeah. they start to feed on that, ah, oh, that emotional, you know, exasperation. Right. So, so what, so what, what the demon has access to is the middle, what St. Thomas would call the middle, the middle faculties, the intermediate faculties, the, the memory 
and the emotions. He has full access to our appetites. He can tempt us. This is why we mortify all that stuff. But that middle area is where the battle takes place, the memory and the emotions. And so you have to disappropriate the emotion from the memory. You have to separate it out with an act of the will, an act of thanksgiving, an act of offering. Because when you let the memory and the emotion stay fused and charged together, the enemy now can now habituate our, our, our thoughts by by sending out triggers, right? What's the only way, oh, my brother, I, every time I go to my, my family's house for Christmas, my brother always triggers me, right? Well, what's the best way to keep somebody from pushing your buttons, right? Eliminate your buttons. You have to get rid of the buttons. And how do you do that? Separate the emotion from the memory so that the enemy can't continue to prod you and to trigger you and to prompt you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, I, I can identify with that because recently, and I, I probably shouldn't use this term because it's it's almost a sacred term for the military, but I feel like I have PTSD with, with what's going on. And what, what I mean by that is that in another era, um, when uh, the, the surge, the wonderful surge of traditionalism and, you know, sacredness and, and truth and, and strong Catholicism, all that was surging so, so nicely, I said, you know, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be totally surprised if I was getting a call to get a, uh, become a bishop. In this era we're in right now, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm going to get a call to be asked to resign. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I literally do this before I, before I uh, answer, uh, look to see who's uh, calling on the phone. And I, that's not good. And, and, and I know, too, that I'm suffering from some fatigue. I feel incredibly joyful. I got I to gotta qualify it with that. Because I, I have so much hope, and you know we're we're delving into so much, uh, so many things to to really try to help a lot of people. But uh, but it's brutal right now. What's going on yeah. in the world right now, and 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 it can be overwhelming for a lot of people. I don't I don't think it's overwhelming for me, but I do feel like I'm on guard. You know uh, the title of our show, right? Um, what is the title of our show? Uh, no no fear, um, and and then oh there it is improvise, adapt, overcome. I mean, I felt, I feel like right now I've never had to do more of that than I, than I am right now to try to uh, really uh, size up what the devil's do that recon size up what the devil's up to. Yeah. And then uh, to try to um, adapt my plan, adapt my, 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 my strategy, where, where I'm going to go, what I'm, what I'm, where I'm not going to go, what I'm going to do, how am I going to say a certain thing? Yeah. Uh, right now. And I, I think a, a lot of that is a good thing. Uh, but I think some of that is, um, is some fear that that's, that's not healthy. Yeah, when absolutely. And it's that fear. It's that high emotionality that, that tends to, that tends to, to, to give us a vulnerability uh, to unmask, so to speak. I was a helicopter pilot. The last thing we want to do is be seen. We flew low and slow. We right. would come you know, in training missions here in the U.S., not in the desert, we would come home with tree branches sticking out of the cowlings in, in our in our skid place. Yeah. Um, you know, over there, we would we would fly as low to the ground and even raise up to go over top of a tank or something. We wanted to stay as low as possible right. under the radar. You know, but but part of part of um, the spiritual warfare. There's so many great analogies in, in human warfare. One of the phrase that we use in the military, uh, the Rangers use this. It's Fido, forget it and drive on. You just got to keep driving on. Right. I had a buddy who's a retired uh, Green Beret colonel, and there was this Marine, and our title is a Marine title. I'm not a Marine, but I'll send out a, a who at all the Marines. Um, 
the, the, as a guy going through the Marine, going through the special forces school training. And so he keeps calling my buddy who was a green beret. Hey, how do you get through this phase? How do I get through that phase? How do I get through this segment? It's like a year long course. And my friends got tired of fielding his phone calls every 30 days. And he finally said, look, you want to make it through the Q course? Let me tell you how you get through. Keep your head down, keep your mouth shut and keep walking. Right. And so we just keep walking, keep moving forward, no matter what happens today. And this is another phrase. I think it came in from the Marines to the, to the U.S. military, to the Army, U.S. Army. But they would call, they would say, embrace the suck. Right. It right. sucks. You can either complain about it or you can embrace it. You know, there, there was a there was a phrase. There was a cartoon in the flight, in the flight line, everywhere I would any flight line. There's always this cartoon and it showed this. It shows this army grunt just standing up to his waist in mud. It's raining. And, uh, and the caption is, it sucks out here. <laughs> the next picture shows a ranger. And he's got his ranger cap on. He's got his face all, all painted up. And he's all spooky ranger. And it says, it sucks out here. I love it when it sucks out here. <laughs> and then the next caption shows Green Beret, tiger stripe face paint, tiger stripe BDUs. Totally spooky, same mud, same rain. He says, it, it sucks out here. I love it when it sucks out here. I wish it would suck more. <laughs> and then the last one was a helicopter, a Cobra gunship. And our co Cobras, we had, you know, we're sitting in case in the cockpits, full glass. Uh. And it shows two Cobra pilots looking outside and same rain, same mud. And, he, and one of them says to the other, man, it looks like it really sucks out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> But you have to, it's going to suck. This is, this is it. It's like, it's, it's, it's like grits in a Southern breakfast. It just comes with it. Yeah. Suffering is part of it. So to overcome that emotionality, that, that triggers, whatever oh, triggers are. I got, I'm sorry, Dan, I got to interfere on this one. All right. You just say it's like grits on a Southern breakfast. <laughs> right. Somebody out there is going to be offended by that. That's okay. Well, okay. <laughs> when you go into an army chow line, I remember I would always mess with these Southern guys. I'm a Yankee. I'm from Ohio. Uh, you get in the chow line, and I always I would always say, I don't want any cream of wheat. Because they, they know it. I know it's not cream of wheat. It's grits. I don't know what it is. It's gross. It's buttery and weird. And I said, I don't want any cream of wheat. And then the, 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 the cook would always go, it ain't cream of wheat. It's grits. And I say, well, I certainly don't want any grits. And then he gives you a big helping. He says, it just comes with it. So grits <laughs> just comes with it. Yeah. So <laughs> suffering is part of it. So when you get it, when we see in the extreme cases, for example, somebody who was extreme afflicted and part of the entry point was incest or sexual abuse or some other trauma, when they can offer their suffering for the individual that hurt them, um, that is a prayer that is that is a thousand times uh, uh, more effective in spiritual battle than than um, a, a thousand days of worrying. Hammer the demon back by offering your suffering up, especially for the person that afflicts you. When you won't believe this, the, what we teach people, pray, offer your suffering up for the church, offer it up for your bishop, offer your suffering up for Father Heilman, right? You and I talk a lot about staying in shape. You know, sometimes I don't want to get up and, and work out. I don't want to go hit the streets. It's 95 degrees and I don't want to go run, but I'll offer it up and I'll offer a decade of rosary up for my pastor, for my bishop. Stay in shape healthy, get healthy just so you stay mentally and physically healthy, but offer, and if you don't want to do it, offer up even your health so you can serve the Lord more and offer your suffering up for Father Heilman and all the good priests that need our, that need our spiritual coverage because we need to cover them now 
with our prayers. We've taken a lot from the clergy over the years. It's time for the lady to give back and, and start to really pray and offer coverage prayers for Father Heilman and, and priests like him. Yeah, I, and you know, I like that. And I know to add to all this, one of the, the Navy SEALs mottos is, uh, if it doesn't suck, we don't do it. Right. Um, <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, as Christians, as you're saying, we should look at it that way. You know, there's an old saying that used to be out there. I mean, I had it when I was growing up, and I'm only in my mid-50s. I mean, Dan, you're a couple, you're 54, a couple years younger. Father, yeah. you're 60, 63, I think? Uh, 37, you know. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, that's true. Okay, we'll call so it. So I that. turned 63 on June 24th. That's John right. The John the Baptist. Feast day. Right, right. But growing up, we're all familiar with the term. Grandma used to tell you, offer it up, you know, no matter what it was, a stubbed toe or, you know, you know, cancer. It was offer it up. The attitude was your time in this world is short. Yeah, you're going to have these moments when it's going to suck. It's going to be difficult and challenging, but use it. Do something yeah. with it. Unite it to the cross. And like you said, Dan, yeah, I look at Father Heilman. I pray for the priests and all clergy throughout the world, the heretical ones and the faithful ones, all bishops. I pray in my daily rosary. I pray for them all the time. But I also think, and I got to fast a little bit every day too. I got to offer up the workouts. You know, I got the, the shoulder, the knee that just doesn't heal up anymore. Well, yeah, it kind of sucks. So I got to yeah. work through that pain. Do it, do it the right way, but do it. And I think something you're talking about, Dan, that I really like here, maybe we need to kind of express to people is you have to commit to this. You have to commit and you have to own it. It can't be, um, you know, this idea that, uh, oh, it's just too hard and we're going to blame others for it. You know, the, the victim call, you know, uh, things are just so bad. Well, then take it upon yourself by the grace of God. If you've been put in a situation where you can offer something up, sacrifice something, do it and use it because it's that serious. Yeah. Now, I, one of the things we also wanted to get at, and, you know, I know we're probably about, what are we, about halfway through the show already, Father, I think. Um, Dan just got your interesting conversation with you, Dan, is uh, it's like when we get you or Jesse Romero on, it's always about, when we're talking about demons and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's always, it's mind boggling because everybody knows somebody who has a story about something where they heard this or they saw this noise or they saw this happen in a house. They heard this noise in a house. They felt this presence behind them. Um, and I know you and I even talked about that recently about, about someone who uh, they felt a presence in the home. And you said that you thought a lot of this had to do with uh, potentially what the, the dad was struggling with that could have been allowing a, this open portal still to, to allow this type of affliction of, a, of, of an angry presence, which a small child in the family actually sensed that it was an angry presence. And you said it would have had to do with maybe a portal that was opened by the father. Can you speak a little bit before we get into the, the no fear, improvise, adapt, overcome for the modern times that we're in about the presence uh, that we can invite in through portals, a little more detail on the portals, because this is a major problem, whether it's birth control or, or pornography or Ouija boards, we are opening up portals to allow this diabolical mess in our lives. What, what do we do about this? How do we recognize it? What you do guys we do keep about? talking. I got to put Gracie out. Okay. <laughs> Good night, Gracie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 technically speaking, a portal is, is um, an, a, an opening established. Uh, it's very difficult to do. It's established by, usually by witches and Satanists that will do a porting that will open up a certain place to infest a place that becomes a portal and entry to hell. So, so that's not what we're talking about here as a portal. Here we're more talking about an opening, a vulnerability right. to a family. So, so when, when God has established through natural law, the authority structure, and the authority structure of natural law 
as established for two reasons, to provide and to protect. So God has established the man as the head of the household to provide for the household and to protect, protect the honor, protect physically, but also to, to protect spiritually. And so when the head of the household is compromised through looking at pornography, there's a grave vulnerability to the family. They don't have the protection specifically because those, the one who is head of household and who has the right authority uh, and proper authority by God abdicates that authority. So, so um, it's, it's, it creates a very grave vulnerability to the children and the wife in the home when you have a father who's completely compromised spiritually. It's very difficult because the children, they, they don't have that natural law protection. Right. Yeah. And I remember you saying when, when we were talking about this a while back, um, you, had, you had made the point that um, the goal of the enemy is not even specifically to tear him down. Or if the heart of the home, the wife has opened up a portal through some means. Um, I know you've talked in the past when you and I had conversations uh, about women who usurp the authority of their husband, that that can create obviously, you know, disordered problems because it's a, it's a, it's a break in the authority structure of the home. But I know you had said that it's not ultimately, and I, I just want to make sure I got this right and let the audience know, um, they're not necessarily, the demons aren't going specifically after just him or just her. They're trying to destroy the sacrament of the marriage and actually get to the children. Is that, is that accurate? Right. So, so what we try to establish when, when we get cases that come to us is to establish, reestablish the, the avenues of grace. Our orientation towards God comes through the sacraments. Um, we've seen this. I've, I've witnessed this. When you see a, a person who is who's heavily obsessed or possessed and the demon manifests and takes over their senses and they appropriate the senses. This is a manifestation. They take over the body of the person. They look at that room differently. They'll see the, they see a priest, and they know this is, a, this is a priest of the living God. The mention of the name of the bishop causes pain. They look at you and me, we're just meat sacks, right? We're nothing. I, I've seen, I've been in sessions where you have consecrated virgin religious sisters. They, they're a little spooked by them. They're a little spooked out by the consecrated religious, the pure religious consecration, the virginal flesh. They know that. They know that. And so our orientation to, towards God is based on our sacraments. So we need to get as much grace back into the home, and that's going to come through the sacrament of marriage. So what does the demon try to do? Tries to fracture the, the, the bond between the husband and wife, and it begins very subtly. You're in one room praying. She's in another room praying. Why aren't you praying together? It isn't what you're praying. It's that you pray together. Number one, start praying together. Start creating that bond. Start deepening the, the positive soul tie between you that, that, so that grace may flow through you to your children. Because his goal is to separate you from your spouse so that now the target is the children, their vulnerabilities. And this is why you see it oftentimes affliction will arise during sacramental years. You know, confirmation, first communion. That's when things sort of kick up in the home. So they go through the marriage. If the marriage stays solid, that's where grace will flow back into the children and their own sacramental construct will continue to feed them. This is why the sacraments have to be first and foremost on our list of what, what we're reconciled to the, we're reconciling through the sacraments, through Jesus Christ and sacraments to the father. You know, you pointed out acedia earlier and I actually, in the uh, Lead Freedom Ring book, that was one of the uh, topics that I, <clears throat> I wrote about in there. I think it was day, uh, what do we got here? Day 29. Uh, of the 40 days 
<clears throat> but I pointed out in there that uh, what acedia does is it it disconnects us. We're disconnected. We're, mm -hmm. we're and and then we end up being uh, like we talked about earlier in that kind of chaos where you know you don't you you, you lose that order. And <clears throat> what acedia is is it's a restlessness or it's an instability. It's it's a and it's a sadness toward the spiritual yeah. good. You you just you don't feel like it, and you know. And I always say like, oh, you mean fifty hail marys and a rosary? You know, it's a so it's it's like climbing Mount Everest to get in your car to go to church on Sunday. Yeah. You get into that kind of of mode, and I've noticed too. This was my hope and prayer too: is that with um, with the United States Grace Force, the Combat Rosary, and you know, uh, the book I wrote, uh, Church Militant Field Manual, I, I was hoping it would resonate with the military. And I'm starting to, they're, they're starting to find out about some of this stuff, like our Grace Force podcast and that. And I'm blown away by the reaction to it because what is the military? They don't want to have this lack of care and this indifference. They, 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 they want to be on it. And so if they're, if they're seeing a church that's kind of half-hearted, lukewarm, you know, full of acedia, you know, kind of a carelessness. I mean, it's no wonder they're not making a connection with that. And that's why I, I'm, I'm really hopeful that I think the military is going to lead the way in a kind of revival going forward because they have that heart, that desire to want to venture out. Is it right, Dan? Yeah, yeah, I see that. In fact, you kind of coincidentally today is St. Justin Martyr and the apologist in the early church, they didn't come for... 150 years for the first 150 years, you know, Justin Irenaeus were the first philosophers that came into Christianity and began to systematize Christian thought. Before then, it was soldiers and it was it was the marginalized, the poor, um, people that had no social status. This is where Christianity began to spread right. and among among the regular folks. And so I agree, Father. I think that's fantastic. That's a fantastic insight. We need to get more milita military and law enforcement people, uh, you know, paramilitary law enforcement. They need right. to, we have to appeal to those guys. We have to appeal to them. We have to create a, a, um, an environment that they feel welcome, a spirituality that they get. Jesse and I are working on a book, an, another book. But that's um, striving for order, you, like you talked order, about. Return, yeah. ritual. They, that's the way they, they were trained. It's in our, it's in, it's, it's in our manly DNA. Order. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's, it's who we are as men. Yeah, and God so, is the God of order. And, right. and we were created in his image. Yeah. Yeah. So, Which, so we need to get, we need to figure out a way. I, I'm, I'm in the process of, um, at, at, at an at a academic conference on catechesis. And how do we reach people? Well, how do we reach military guys? How do we reach the average guy that goes to church and it's and it's all a bunch of women in spandex and it's and it's nice and the music uh, is Jesuit Ignatian guys from you know who are those six those six Jesuits that uh, <laughs> you know I mean? that just ruined liturgical music? Men right. ritual. They need. This is why you see young men and families at the Latin Mass. I would. I could. Yeah. I don't. I've never Order. been but, but I promise you, I, I know what their parish looks like. It's young people, young families, um, yep. people with, with, with that, that are attracted to the order and the ritual. And yep. so I think good liturgy is part and parcel of, of good catechesis. One good of the things that struck me when I, when I saw my first papal mass in 1998, that was 10 years into my priesthood, all of a sudden the servers, the priests, the pope all came out and it was like a military honor guard. 
you know, and, and that just got my heart pumping. Yeah. Because I saw order. Whereas before you saw these, you know, uh, you know, monk robes and, you know, people just kind of looking around and it was casual. And, and uh, I always yeah. think, you know, you, you think of how many times have I had um, a cemetery service where the military honor guard came and they did the folding of the flag, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's unbelievable. Can you imagine if, if a couple of military guys showed up in torn jeans and a t-shirt and crumbled it up and threw it at the, at the deceased? Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's how we're doing liturgy, it seems. Oh, for sure. And this you is know? why acting men. But think about the, 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 the Navy SEALs. We've all seen Chris Kyle's movie, American Sniper. When the Navy SEALs bury one of their brothers, they pull off their, their SEAL pin and they, they pound it into his coffin. I mean, that's, that is powerful. We yeah. need to sort of brotherhood among Catholic yeah. men to bring him back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Justin Martyr, the quote from Justin Martyr, when he was, you know, you realize I'm going to, I'm going to torture you and kill you in the worst possible way that I'm allowed to by law. I'm going to ask you again, are you a Christian? Justin Martyr. Yes, I am a Christian. Right. We have to have yeah. that courage. We Absolutely. need to that, that courage to fight back. And it, it, it might just be, Pushing back, stay in your lane, take care of your family, keep your family tight, tighten up your shot group, right? Keep everything nice and tight in prayer and do the work that God calls you to do, but get your spiritual house in order first. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I just recently posted something on Memorial Day um, on, my, uh, on my Facebook page, and it was an image, uh, old black and white photo, and I don't know if it was World War II or Vietnam. I couldn't quite tell by the uniform at the time, but somewhere, maybe Korean War. But it was a guy standing in a field, and it, he's up to his almost his knees in mud, it looks like, and he's got another buddy over his shoulder, and he's moving through the mud to carry this guy out, and the guy who's over the shoulder has got his arm out with his pistol in his hand. He's still firing away wow. at the enemy while the other guy is carrying him out. It's his teamwork of these two guys. Yeah. And it, you know, and I just put in there, this is the kind of masculinity that every Catholic man needs to have yeah. that willingness to go into, as we've already said, those areas that basically put suck and be mm -hmm. willing to carry out the wounded and fight along the way. And even if you are wounded, you're still engaging in the fight. You're not, you're not laying down on this. You're moving forward. You know, guys, one of the things that, that always bothers me the most, and I can say this more now because I am over 50. Well, all three of us are over the hill, as they say, right? We've had the, the, the birthday with all the black 50 celebration and so mm -hmm. forth. And I have to laugh at that because I'm still working out four or five days a week in the garage. My sons will come over sometimes and work out. And, and I love the intensity is still there. Um, and, and I know, Dan, you work out. And I know, Father, you go to the gym, you know, and work out too. And, and what I'm saying is, why is it that we're okay with men getting to a point and a lot of times it's in their 20s and 30s where they're they're okay with getting out of shape spiritually and physically and mentally they're okay with becoming soft they're okay with kind of letting this acedia kind of overtake them and just kind of checking the box and moving forward now of all the things i've done over the 30 some years 31 years or so that i've traveled and spoke on different subjects this is one subject that seems to irritate people exceptionally is to challenge people to toughen up when it comes to physical and mental because it affects your spiritual. Many people, I put a post out a few days back that simply said the body's a temple of the Holy Spirit. Maintain the temple. I mean, yeah. just take care of it. 
And I had some comments from people, well, you know, it's not that big a deal. Most important thing is the soul. Well, I didn't say the soul wasn't the most important, but you should still take care of the temple since God gave it yeah. to you. Because, because God needs you healthy, if yeah. possible. Lord, yeah. give me health. Help me to stay in shape. Give me health so that I can serve you longer. That yeah, I can penance for my sins. That I can offer my suffering up for the church, for the purification of the church. Entering in your body, your bodily workout, everything as part of your vocation and your prayer for the church. You know, this is... This is dimensionality to spirituality, and there's nothing fancy about it. But if you but if you read the writings of, of Doctor of the Church Therese of, uh, of Lisieux, this is Theresean spirituality. This is offering all all things up, even the smallest things, you know, um, for God, for you know, and, and, and fighting through that softness. Part of that softness, I hear it Sunday morning. You're going to get ready to go to mass. It's hot. I'll wear a nice shirt all week long. I'll go to mass on Sunday, and I'm tempted to put on a golf shirt. Wait a minute. That's a feminacy. That's a savior. Militate mm. against that. You, you know what I mean? Be disciplined in your spiritual life. There's another great story. Um, true story. You can look it up. Just Google. I am the 82nd Airborne. So when I was in jump school, um, there's a this there's a picture there in, in the uh, um, where you get your parachute. You know, and you walk out to you, you walk out uh, to make your jump. You get there's a picture there of this soldier. He's in the Battle of the Bulge. His unit was taken out. I forget his name, but his unit was taken out, and he's digging he's digging a, a foxhole. And the the uh, there was an, a U.S. tank uh, battalion that was retreating from the Germans during the Battle of the Bulge. He moves. He, the, tank, the tank commander rolls up to him, and here's this guy, the last man standing in his unit. He's digging a foxhole, and the tank commander in the snow. And you know what it was like. In the, I mean, it was freezing, muddy, cold snow. And, and the, the guy looks at the, the colonel, or the, this colonel looks down at this grunt and goes, who are you? And he says, I am the 82nd Airborne. Yeah. And this is as far as these bastards are going. If you want to park your tank somewhere, park it back there behind me. Yeah, I'm I just I just pulled it up on the, I just pulled it up on the monitor, and you see the guy standing there. I'm the 82nd Airborne, and this is as far as the bastards are going. Quote yeah. unquote. <laughs> that, that, the that's actual, that's actual history. That's but this we 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 have this built into our DNA as guys. We have to apply that. Yeah. We can still be joyful. We can still be happy. We still goof around, right? But when the time comes to dig that foxhole. And 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 the and everybody's retreating. You can put your tank behind me because this is as far as they're going. This is that attitude we have to have in our homes. You have to have that in your parish, Father. All guys and and, and their wives. We have to say this is it. We're drawing the line here. We're we're going to stay here and we're going to fight for the Lord and for the truth. And we're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep fighting. One yeah, of my you know, one of my recent teachings is uh, I actually use USA and uh, the letters United States of America, but you. Uh, unite. We need to be united, right? We, we, and I'll never leave a fallen comrade, you know, yeah. and, and the military men and women who go out and put their lives on the line for me, I'm a stranger. I don't, you don't know me from Adam and you're, you're going to die for me. I mean, that, that's unbelievable. That, that, that kind of unity that says, I love America and I love what it stands for and I will fight and die for it, you know, and, and to have that kind of resolve to, to, to be for each other at that level is just, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. That's why I say I'm like a, 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 a starstruck teenager around military and vets. I am with you right now, Dan, by the way. <laughs> but, but, you know, but we have to be united. And then I use the S to say we need to be strong. We need to be su supernaturally strong. And, and that, that's, again, getting off of our, 
our acedia butts and 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 connecting with God, you know, get, getting that divine connection, go to confession, do the sacraments, right? But but, but have that intensity of, of 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 reaching out, of seeking after God and wanting nothing more than to please God. That's fear of the Lord, right? I'm afraid of ever offending you, Lord, because you're amazing. And I want to be as connected as I possibly can. I want your I want the power of your grace to surge through me. So that's you ask A is we got to move out. Uh, we got to move out. I always think of the the the, uh, the, the scene down in um, the high school in Florida a couple years ago, mm. where they stood behind their cars in the parking lot and yeah. listened to the shots inside, and and it was just horrifying. And that's that's not what law enforcement does, and we know that. You know, they, they say, "I'm going in. I'm hearing shots fired. I'm going in." Yeah, right? you know, that's I, I, action. That's action. That's the yeah. A. You've got. We've got to act. We can't. We can't sit. Uh, and I even say we can't hide in our homes. My, all of my brothers and sisters are practicing Catholics today. Why? Because they saw not only that my parents professed their faith, but they saw the evidence of their faith. They acted. They moved out. They, they, when they saw a need, they took care of it. And they brought us kids too. We were like little ducklings in tow. This is a need over here. This is what we need to do. This is what we need to And there was this just this zeal for wanting to change the world to yeah. act. So, you know, unite, stre be strong and move out, act. Yeah. 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 yeah we, we would say in the military, Charlie, Mike, continue the mission. You know yeah. I mean? You get knocked around, just get back up. Continue exactly. going. And I think that's, that's critical. And then aligning yourself with like-minded Catholics. Yes. We're going to have to cover, overlap our shields. Cause you know, as I think we're starting to live in those times prophetic words of Pope Benedict who says that the, the, the church of the future is going to, it might, it's going to be smaller, but right. you know, and they're really David's amid the, amidst the Goliath, you know, yeah. oh, we, for we, sure. we can't lament that we're small, but we got the power of God, baby. Yeah. yeah and I, and I, I refer to the, everything we're talking about here is the King David DNA. I mean, yeah. especially for us men, we are biologically built the exact same way that David was. What is it that, that gave David that something, that, that zest, that zeal, that fire to get in there and engage Goliath? Number right. one, he said, God is my strength. He, he turned everything over to God, yes, but he trained up in the skills that he had. Yeah. He knew how to use a sling. I mean, he had trained in this. He'd already dealt with lions and bears. He talks about how when they come to take this flock, he goes after him and he kills him with his own hands. That's what he says to Saul. I kill them with my own hands. I will do the same to this Philistine dog, you know, this uncircumcised Philistine. Forgive me. And then later, you know, Goliath calls him, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? You know, but David is saying, I've trained up in the skills and God gives me the grace and the strength and you are not going to do this on my watch. You're yeah. not going to mock right. the God of Israel on my watch. It's it's a it's a David DNA. We're all built the same as men. Something happens in the head and the heart, and this is yeah. where the problem lies. I think is that we're we're letting the fear affect us. So we're not improvising. We're not adapting. We're not overcoming by being supernaturally strong, as you just said, Father. And we're allowing the demons to have their way with us. Dan, what do you think of that? Yeah, yeah. We often use the phrase "a talking snake," right? Mm. What is a talking snake? This is that subtle temptation. And we see this with David. David makes the resolve. He's standing up against a guy that's not, that's that's arguably, depending on what biblical biblical scholar you trust, but he could be as tall as nine feet tall, yeah. nine feet six inches tall. He was a biggin, okay? He is a biggin, and he's a mouthy biggin. And he's telling David, "I'm going to throw your body to the dogs and the beast to the air." Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
And who walks up right before he's walking into battle? I've, I've, I've been in the ring, right? And, I, and I've had that moment before we crossed the, the border into Iraq. And the last thing I want to hear is, why are you doing this? <laughs> this guy's going to this guy's going to clean your clock. Right. You know what I mean? Cause you, you, we all have these doubts. We all have. Right. So, so we have his brother voices, Goliath's own threat. This is the talking snake, the vulnerability, the enemy probes and does everything he can to try to figure out where our weaknesses are. Hmm. This is why that detachment from the emotions and staying focused right. on God as, as David was, whether it's a priest or, 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 or layman. Dan, that's a really interesting take because his brother does give David a hard time. Yeah. You know, you're just here. You're just looking for, you know, you want to see what's going on. Why aren't you back doing what you're supposed to do with the flocks and all? So you see that potentially. <laughs> Why does that sound familiar? As, yeah, I know it does, doesn't it? <laughs> in our world today, it's like, ah, just your tone and manner. We don't like it. You know, you're, you're ineffective. You should just go yeah. just go off to the side. So you're saying, Dan, that's going to be placate. We should just placate and accommodate Goliath. Don't take care of your own little world. We should have had an ecumenical dialogue with them. They should. They, <laughs> they, maybe we should have done some ecumenical dialogue with 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 Goliath, and and maybe had a had a summit. Maybe had a beer summit with Goliath and 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 yeah, let, and let him take over because you know that's a new normal and you know yeah. we'll just you know yeah we'll just capitulate you know to get along practice a little yeah, diplomacy just surrender and let let him yeah. take over and because that's a new normal and what but, are you going to do? But Dan, you're saying potentially that's the enemy, that's the that's the spirit, uh, uh, the demons working through someone who's weak enough to actually cast try to cast doubt in someone's mind before they yeah. go into the fight. You'll catch it. You'll catch it. Someone will voice something that you've thought you've had this thought, this temptation, this fear. Yeah. And all of a sudden somebody in your cycle and your circle of friends, acquaintances, they're going to voice it to you almost verbatim. That's how you can catch the diabolic, the talking snake that's projecting. Cause wow. remember the angels, they, they, St. Thomas says the angels communicate through illumination or projection. That's how they communicate one to another. They're disembodied. They have no ears, no lips, but they, they, they communicate through projection. This is why we have to project back in our prayer, not filled with fear, like a, like a, like a dying rabbit, but projecting confidence. So when you, when you have someone who says my, you know, my child, how, what do I do for my child that has left the church? I get that all the time. You have to eliminate the fear. You have to project back an image of your child when they were last in right relationship with God. You might have to go back to their first communion. You might have to go back, you know, if it's your, your, your husband's drifting from the church, project back that image when he was in a state of grace on the day of your marriage. It could because what the demon's going to do is every time your phone rings and it's your, your, your child and you're, you all of a sudden you're going to get, cause you're emotional. You're going to get a projection of your child with tattoos and her biker boyfriend and you know doing the line of coke and you're going to get all this garbage projection project back remind god through the cosmos this is a beloved child of god this child bears the mark of jesus christ and has been baptized and confirmed this child has received the body of god on her tongue project that back to god that's your counter we call counter battery in the in the, in the military the enemy shoots artillery at you you get their position, you shoot it right back at him because he's showing you his position. Project it back. Project back in faith, love, and peace. Put that image back there. Keep projecting it back. And, and, and what did you call that? The whispering snake? Is that what the, the talking the, snake? The, the what? The talking snake. The talking snake. The talking yeah, yeah. snake. I remember yeah, that. Everybody, we all got to pay attention to that. 
Yeah, that's incredible. Because the enemy's working us. He's constantly working us. Yeah, yeah. He's constantly, just constantly working. Now, I know we're running out of time, Father. I don't know how much time we have left. I mean, this is fascinating. A couple minutes. All right, fascinating conversation. Father, I think we need to address really the title, No Fear, Improvise, Adapt, Overcome. Okay, we've addressed a lot of in different ways, but right now in our society, in our church, we are seeing this fear, fear of being canceled, which, you know, in a previous show we just had, we talked about the fact that the cancel culture has been around the prophets had been dealing with it from the beginning. Um, Christ, of course, was they, they tried to cancel him. They tried to cancel the apostles, the martyrs, and so forth. It's always been the enemy trying to cancel. But there seems to be a unique type of fear. Maybe, maybe not unique, but uh, this rise in it that has really even turned us on each other in some respects. Father and I have tried, oh, please, Lord, forgive us if we haven't done it right, but we've tried to stay out of name-calling and, and really attacking individual people because we don't want that to become the focus. The focus needs to be the problems that are happening, the way the enemy's working, and how we turn to the grace of God. But Dan, Well, in, in Scripture, too, yeah. they looked for something to accuse him of. That's it, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's where we're at right now. Yeah, we're trying not to give them anything to accuse us. But right. the fear part of this, Dan, that, that is, you know, as Father said, we're trying not to give people things to accuse so as not to destroy, but we need to be clever, not capitulate. Because they're looking for something, them. anything. Right, yeah. yeah. What do you see happening with the fear yeah. in what's going on right now? Remember, the enemy can work in, in the imagination. He projects images through the imagination. This is how he begins by laying out the Reese's pieces, so to speak, like E.T., to draw us out of our armor, projecting into the imagination. So cleaning up the imagination. And so fears and that sort of thing, working on eliminate those, putting them, to, give them to the foot of the cross, etc. cetera. Um, another great prayer is the judo prayer. My, my good friend and mentor, Kyle Clement, taught me this prayer, um, and it's a fantastic prayer. He calls it the judo prayer. Lord, I am suffering this, and it could be fear. It could be pain. It could be anything. Lord, I'm suffering fear. I'm suffering shame. I'm suffering exha physical exhaustion. Lord, I'm suffering uh, calumny from, from my coworkers. Lord, I, if this is not from you and is diabolic in its source, I ask you to send it back to its origin with a tenfold blessing. If, Lord, however, you want me to carry this cross, I ask you for the grace to carry it. I willfully accept it, and I offer it up for the intention of the Blessed Mother, my pastor, our bishop, the purification of the church, the person who is hurting you, my child's healing or conversion, whatever. So you turn it inside out, and the demon will, if it's, from, if it's not from God, if it's diabolic, you've just asked for the grace to carry this cross and offer it. This is taking grandma's uh, offer this up uh, 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 advice and 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 putting injecting it with spiritual steroids. It's it's a fantastic way to overcome your fears. Lord, I'm experiencing fear right now over this or that. If this is not from you and it's diabolic in origin, I ask you to send it back to its source with a tenfold blessing. If, however, you want me to carry this cross of fear, I will I I willfully accept it. I ask you for the grace to carry it, and I offer it up. For my pastor who is suffering fear right now, fear of retribution. I offered up for my bishop that he would be courageous in proclaiming the gospel. I offered up for whatever, for my wife, or offered up, you know, this this is a great way to turn our fears into a very powerful punch, you know. Because fear could make a man hit pretty hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. I never walked into the ring and I felt super confident. I always had a little, a little more than a little bit of fear, and it helped, it helped to bring out, you know. Uh, uh, your defenses and also your offensive weapons. So using your fear as a weapon is a very powerful way. By using yeah, well, you know, when, when earlier when I was talking about doing the sign of the cross uh, uh, with the phone, 
I was just trying to point to how different the times are right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and uh, trust me, I am filled with joy and resolve. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I am just fired up. I mean, I, I'm like, Lord, speak to me. Your servant is listening. Let's do this thing. You know, and uh, so I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, oh, no, 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 in, no. in a fetal position yeah. or anything yeah. like that. I just know these are different times. Yeah. And so we're on red alert. And, 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 and so we have to act differently. You know, we have to improvise. We have to adapt. And we have to overcome. You know, and so, you know, the, how do we improvise? And, and like I say, I, I, have to, I have to be very careful because, like, I, like it says in Scripture, they were, they were looking for anything to accuse Jesus of. They had to find something. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what we're in right now. That's what we're in right now because if you pose a threat in any way at all, uh, you, then we're going we're gonna to go after you. You know, I got, I got four, I got between friends and followers on, on Facebook. I got 40,000 people. Wow. We got 77,000 in, in the grace force. Uh, and I'm speaking up. And so, yeah, I got a big target on my back. Am I in the fetal position because of that? No, I'm not, but mm -hmm. I have to improvise. I have to adapt and I have to overcome. Yeah. Right. Part of the improvising and the adapting is, is as Catholics learning how to pray more effectively. Right. You know, when we're teaching fighters how to fight, it's always, that that last little snap of the wrist, the turning of the yeah. fist gives a little extra. That little extra turn and the little twist of the hip gives a little more punching. Which, yeah, more which which might uh, which might be a good t time to point to something I just put up today. Tomorrow starts what is nine days leading up to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the uh, the Solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and to understand that Padre Pio would pray the Sacred Heart Novena prayer. That's what he prayed when people asked him to uh, pray for him. And he had, what, tens of thousands of miracles associated with him? We actually prayed this prayer in the nine days leading up to the 2016 election. So I, I, think, I think we're at a point right now. I'm saying we're heading toward a watershed moment because evil is overreaching. And uh, Father Ripperger talked about that's how just before liberation, that's what happened. The, the, the devil gets real arrogant and, and thinks it's one and all that stuff. Um, I, think we're, I think we're real close to that. And so we need to pray like never before. And that's why, too, when the Lord sets on my heart these ways that we can pray. So I'm begging people, please, you know, you can go to uh, usgracehorse.com to find this prayer. Uh, and also we're doing another prayer to the Immaculate, uh, uh, Immaculate uh, Conception, uh, patron, Patroness of America. So, Dan, when it comes to improvising, adapting, and overcoming, what, what final advice before we wrap up the show would you give the average person out there? As you already just kind of went through a moment ago about the importance of turning that into, you know, a, an offering, like throwing hot coals on the devil by, by taking that fear you might feel and, and giving it back to God in a prayer and in a sacrifice. But what, I mean, along those lines, we've got to look at improvising, adapting, and overcoming these these brutal attacks that are separating us that are keeping us paralyzed afraid of the cancel culture afraid to stand up and yet this is this is of our 2000 year catholic faith this is just part and parcel this goes with the territory but what final advice at the end here of the show do you give to people regarding dealing with this effectively yeah i think it's just taking your catholic faith very seriously get more discipline in your prayer life uh you know lexio divina praying um reading the scriptures every day working um confessing uh be, growing in purity our biggest vulnerability is we have we have weaknesses and defects in virtue 
And the enemy's looking for the mouth that blesses and curses. So try to work on purity of thought, word, and deed. This is what gives us interior balance. It gives us uh, stability. It makes our prayers more effective. Purity of thought, word, and deed. Where, what areas in my life do I need to shore up? What areas in my life do I need to, to take to the cross, to, to, to give back and, and ask God to purify, to, to eliminate those vulnerabilities? And then, as Father said, just be joyful. Be joyful. God is, right. you were created for a time just like this. And God has put us here in, in each of our own way, in our own families and everything he's done for us. He's put us here for that reason. And so just go wherever you're, wherever God has placed you and just serve him right there and keep, but keep growing in holiness, keep growing in holiness. That's an absolutely most important thing. And for, you know, discipline and getting up and praying, praying the rosary, adoration chapel, spending time with the Lord, um, doing all things in and through the blessed mother and saying, thing tight tight in your interior life uh that'll make you a more effective uh, soldier on the battle that's awesome dan that's awesome this awesome. is great this was just fantastic yeah. i really yeah. appreciate it well thanks for having have me. you on back regularly if yeah, you're yeah. anytime amazing you guys are yeah let's close with a prayer in the name of the father son and the holy spirit amen. amen come holy spirit fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love may almighty god bless you the father the son and the holy spirit amen, amen. Dan, thank you, my friend. Awesome. Right. Thank you, Doug. Talk to you all soon.